0: Today we're going to be talking about Exhalation from Expectation, and this is the album where the E's have all been taken away, Um, so both of those start with an X. Uh, Prince once more changing the way he wrote things down (laughs) I don't know why he did it for this and there's only one other track I think in his entire catalog after this that kind of starts like this which I think is extra lovable and I Recorded autumn 2001 and December 2001 at Paisley Park and released on the 1st of January 2003 It was Prince's first ever download-only album Um, There was no uh, CD release afterwards, it was released on the 1st of January 2003, members of the MPG Music Club uh, were sent an email and a link to download the album, and then they did, and I'm sure a number of them were surprised at what they found, Uh, but then Prince, I mean with with other um, download-only albums, you know, like albums that have been part of the MPG Music Club, um, Prince had made cd copies available you know usually a month later a couple of months later but in this particular case he he never made it available on cd Um, and i think at this point i don't think it is available on cd i think it's available on spotify and various other streaming services but i don't think you can get a cd copy of it yet you know, that the his uh, his uh, estate will be releasing a copy of this on CD at some point. Uh, because obviously they're not fools. They, you know, they want to make money. On the track, it is just Prince and Vanessa May. Which is, you know, for the rest of the album, there's a there's a small band that will be on most tracks. Um, but in this case, for some reason, it, Prince just chose to start off with um, just him and Vanessa May. It is worth saying that this album was originally going to be called uh, Xenophobia. And this would have been the second track. Um, But then Prince changed the order of the tracks, so Xenophobia, which was the title track, was included, a live version was included on the One Night Alone live, and then Prince, for some reason, decided to remove that from the track listing, and so this became the opening track. Uh, which probably explains why it is so unusual in comparison to the rest of the album. The track is 2 minutes and 2 seconds and joining me to talk about it today is Martin Sand. Hello Martin. Hi. Most of this album obviously it's an instrumental. It's you know Prince's previous track to this was an instrumental at the end of One Night Alone. Um and then the next album will also be instrumental. So this is the this is the kind of the middle of Prince's instrumental um period however brief it was. I think for about 18 months Nothing about instrumentals from Prince. And in this particular case, it's different to the rest of the album, like I said, because it's just Prince and Vanessa May. We kind of start out at the beginning of the the track, um, which I guess, I mean, the whole of the album really feels like it is um, jazz. I mean, that feels obvious, but (laughs) but some of the other tracks later on, you know, they have more structure. Uh, This just feels like Prince uh, kind of noodling about on a keyboard, while Vanessa May just kind of... She comes in about 35 seconds in, so even though she's essentially like a featured soloist, Prince still has to get the first, you know, 35 seconds to himself for this track. Uh, And he kind of gives like a a brief kind of keyboard introduction. Um, It sounds like it's a Fender Rhodes, but it might not be an actual Fender Rhodes. It might just be a keyboard uh, with that particular setting. Then, like I said, after 35 seconds, Vanessa May comes in. There's no particular structure to this it just kind of feels like Prince is, you know, kind of going through some chords. And as he does, Vanessa May is kind of keeping up with him. So I get the feeling that Vanessa May is looking at Prince and he is kind of giving her cues because that's what it sounds like. It doesn't sound like there's any kind of agreed plan going into this track. It just kind of feels like a little bit of kind of improvisation before we kind of then get started on the next kind of like eight tracks, which have all got, you know, the full band. Um, And Vanessa May... Um, and Candy Dolph kind of feature quite heavily on those tracks Um, it's worth saying that you know for the rest of this album the band is mostly women this is I think the first time that Prince has had a band that consists mostly of women and I think for the you know after the next album he kind of goes back to a mostly male band until we get to Third Eye Girl so not only is this album kind of revolutionary and just being Prince's first jazz instrumental album uh, but also a mostly female band from Prince
1: it's very chill very um vibey and um, I would say the sound is not too unusual for the um, era this was um, recorded and released uh, at a time when um, new jazz um, you know n-u new jazz like new metal was um, moderately hip Um, it's also a genre which I was um, pretty into at the time and um, this does not sound unlike a lot of uh, um, proper new jazz I'm not sure um, to what extent uh, Prince was aware of the um, you know genre or mini genre but um, yeah this intro would not have been out of place in front of like a uh, you know Saint-Germain album or I don't know some some, Boogie, tuft disc.
0: There was a rumor that that Blue Note were going to release this album, though I don't know how much we could kind of put in that. But uh, you know, around this time, I think uh, Nora Jones was huge. I think uh, I think her album had won the Grammy, um, and so Blue Note, I, I'm, I'm almost certain they released that album. Um, so I, you know, obviously there was a kind of a resurgence a little bit. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of jazz, kind of around that time, um, uh, I think uh, "Come Away with Me" was released two thousand two ish, and then won the Grammy for best, for album of the year and best pop vocal album, which feels weird for an album that was you know released um, on a jazz <laughs> on a jazz label to win best pop vocal, but I guess it was popular, so that kind of you know, fits the uh, fits the mould. But uh, yeah, uh, that, that album um, sold 27 million copies. So, I don't know, maybe Prince saw that happening and was like, I think I can do some, you know, kind of like popular jazz. Um, I'm not quite sure why he stuck to, like, a full album of instrumentals. Like, this, uh, this kind of is the most puzzling thing to me about this, is like Prince kind of rigidly sticking to the idea that he's going to do jazz, but he's only going to do instrumental jazz for two albums and then pretty much abandon it. Like, never. Like, like I don't think... I can't recall any kind of tracks later on where Prince kind of went back to this sound. You know, John Blackwell, I think, stopped touring with Prince sometime around 2006. So from that point on, I don't think there was any kind of big jazz influence... In Prince's band, so it's almost like he kind of—it
1: doesn't feel that calculated to me. Um, It—it seems more to me like something that Prince just wanted to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, he'd done this with Madhouse uh, in the '80s, you know. So it's—it's not—it's not not completely unusual. But obviously, in that case, you know, he used—I mean, I don't know if I want to say clout, but he—he certainly used his. His influence at Warner Brothers to be able to say, "Here is a side project of mine. It's a couple of jazz albums that I'm going to put out under a pseudonym, not tell anyone about it." Obviously, Prince fans knew what Madhouse was, but I don't think those albums ever sold in huge numbers. And all of the tracks are just numbers, literally. Like the first album, the first tracks is it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight are the titles of the tracks. Like it's it's unusual that Prince has chosen to kind of give names to this, but I guess that distinguishes it from being a Madhouse. Um, album there never was like a third madhouse album but there was always tracks that kind of came out over the years that had higher numbers than 16 and people thought were from you know a third album that was never released yeah well
1: and they're barely names right they're just words that start with x
0: and worth saying as well like all of the album all of the like the titles for the tracks on this particular album they are words that wouldn't begin with e but obviously, Prince has dropped those, or in the case of something like Exemplify, he's added an X. Yeah. Um, apart from Xenophobia, which is pronounced with the with like a obviously with the the Z sound, that's the only track that didn't start with like an E sound. So I I don't know. Maybe that's why Prince decided not to because it doesn't really fit with the theme of the rest of the tracks. Um, in terms of like that naming system, but yeah, yeah,
1: xenophobia, yeah,
0: not really, not really a title that you want for an album, I would think, but. I guess maybe someone in Prince's inner circle was like I don't think that's a good name for an album <laughs> maybe go with something different um, and I think expectation is maybe a little bit of an ironic title because there was no expectation for this album yeah. like, No, literally no one expected this album to happen like it wasn't like I mean the pre. if you think of the previous albums before this Prince had spent a lot of time building those albums up promoting them going on shows like, re- like really kind of being a one man kind of band like promoting everything that he was doing from like a onwards and you know in the case of some albums he would spend months before the album actually came out just making appearances and giving interviews whereas this just drops on one day and literally no one knew anything about it or that it had even been recorded
1: wasn't wasn't he forced to um release something for the uh npg music club
0: yes i don't think that is this album in particular though i think that is why he had um uh, chocolate invasion and uh, slaughterhouse release was because uh, he was contractually obliged under the terms and conditions of the mpg music right. Club, to deliver at least one album a year i
1: don't know that would have been a possibility so apparently i'm expected to release another album <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean like the kind of timeline on the whole thing is a little bit kind of murky in terms of when he recorded and you know like what his intention was um, but yeah, I mean, like the fact that this is the first ever you know, like download only album that Prince recorded, you know, and released. Like, you know, that I think that's an interesting thing as well because, like, this is two thousand and three, which, you know, to me seems like only yesterday, but at this point is fifteen years ago. So fifteen years ago, the idea of someone releasing an album that didn't have a physical copies being released. You know, like we said, you know, Nora Jones just the year before had 27 million copies of an album. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's people buying that on CD. You know, here comes Prince with an album that is 100% download. You know, like in 2003, that's, a, you know, a fairly revolutionary idea.
1: This, uh, you know, club jazz was having a moment um, during that period. And come to think of it, there's um, there was a band called or a project called Exploding Plastics. Um, starting with an X, you know, exploding plastics, ending with an X. So, um, um, I guess it's a coincidence. I don't think Prince was aware of them, but...
0: Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, you, you never quite know what Prince's influences were by at this point, you know, information about what he was doing is very kind of murky around this time. All we know is that at least twice he decided to bring people into the studio and record a jazz instrumental <laughs> album. So... Um, you know, we, this track as well, like I said, you know, this was meant to be the second track. So maybe that's why it feels such, such an, like, so odd as a choice for an opening track because, you know, you just have, um, I mean, beautiful violin from Vanessa May, obviously, you know, a talented violinist, um, but it just doesn't feel like it's saying anything and kind of meanders a little bit. And then we kind of get a little bit of like a fade out before the next track kind of begins. Um, and the rest of the tracks on this album obviously as i'll talk about as i go through they they mostly have kind of fairly rigid structures of you know establishing certain motifs and then giving people solos and then returning to the opening motifs and then another person gets a solo and so it kind of it kind of ends up being a little bit formulaic so it's kind of odd that prince starts out with this track but like i said you know originally it was going to be the second track so maybe that's why it just feels... Kind of, it just feels like the album... I don't know, I guess the album kind of starts in media res. You know, like, it's just... All of a sudden, there's a keyboard playing and, you know, Vanessa May comes in with a violin. Uh, I, I mean, Still, I mean, I can imagine people seeing the, the track list and being like, why are all these starting with X? Why is this album called <laughs> Expectation? Like, and as, as you just kind of hear this very kind of loose, like, keyboard and violin intro, I can imagine people getting two minutes into this and being... Is this gonna be the album? Is like, is this what the album is going to be like? And then you know, once they get a few tracks in, probably being like, oh, so this is the album. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I just, I just would love to be there, like, you know, in anyone's house who was a member of the MPG Music Club in in two thousand three, and just see the shock on their face as they listen to this album and they realize that oh, Prince isn't going to be doing any singing. You know, like, this is it. This is the whole album. Um, but yeah I mean the artwork which like you say was mostly provided for you know when it got released on title on the 3rd of December 2015 Um, it is just like a mishmash of I don't know uh, whoever, whoever Prince put in charge of his artwork after um I, don't, I, don't I was going to say after Musicology, but I don't think the cover for Musicology is fantastic. But, you know, this there seems to be like a point where, you know, artwork was the last thing that Prince put any thought into when it came to some of these albums, um, yeah. you know. So I w- apart from, I'd say, like his last maybe four albums, I think then, you know, whoever, the, the artist who did those kind of put some effort in. But otherwise, it just seems like someone was... I don't know. Given like a copy of Photoshop three and said, "Here's a picture of Prince. Do something with it <laughs> for the artwork." Um, you know, it's not it's not great looking. So I don't know. Maybe when they release it on CD at some point, they'll uh, they'll maybe improve the artwork in some in some manner. So I mean, for me, I would say I don't. This is this is compared to the rest of the tracks. I feel like this is probably a weak opener. Um, so I would I don't know maybe say two out of five, um, which is not to say like you know it's. Prince obviously is, you know, he kind of sets a mood um, and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Vanessa May is a really good violinist, but it just doesn't feel like it's kind of going anywhere. And then, you know, the rest of the album has more structure. So it it kind of feels a bit more, it feels a bit more like Prince kind of knew what he wanted to do. This does feel like a weird kind of transitional track. This is something that I'll speak about later on, I think, with Exosphere. It feels like maybe if xenophobia had been there, you know, this would have been a transitional track between xenophobia and excommunicate, and it would have made more sense. But as it is, it just it just kind of feels like it starts out of nowhere, and and it just kind of meanders a little bit. Yeah,
1: I don't know if um, it it feels wrong to try to rate it at all because it doesn't seem like something that um, is supposed to stand on its own. So um, I guess I give it zero out of zero stars. <laughs> perfect score if you will
0: <laughs> it does kind of feel like it's meant to be li- like the whole album does have this feeling of Prince setting a mood and you are meant to listen to it from beginning to end I was, I'll certainly say that but uh, yeah I mean judging it alone I, I I, don't know I like, I don't think I would really just listen to this track by myself if, like if, if I was going to listen to it I would probably just listen to the next few tracks you know one after the other um, you know rather than kind of just this by itself um, you know prince never performed this live um you know uh, along with pretty much i think this entire album <laughs> this this wasn't really you know this it, it's hard it's hard to imagine you know prince in the middle of a concert and then just breaking out into exhalation and then <laughs> going on to the next track it just it just doesn't feel like it's ever a track that you could do that with and i think that's true of all the other tracks on this album they they don't really fit into a live setting unless it is just Prince doing the album start to finish um uh, which it would have been nice if in 2013 he'd have like done a tour or something and been like here is the expectation tour and they're just going to play the album start to finish unfortunately they yeah. never did that i feel like we spent said about as much as we can about exhalation so uh let's go to plugs is there anything that you wish to plug mark i
1: think i'd like to recommend um doing what i did today um and uh Just uh, inspired um, by my research, just doing um, a dive back into um, my new jazz favorites from the early 2000s. Like, go listen to some uh, Saint Germain, listen to some D phase. Um go listen to um BD Bell's first album. They're really good. First
0: two albums. And you can find us on Facebook at Track by Track or on Twitch for Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure where you would, at Track at gmail.com. Thanks well for both of me, my guest here, Martin. Thank you for having me. And otherwise, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>